Blog Talk Radio. This is Mark Grace, and you're listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sandpete. Tonight on Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Welcome to episode 1120. It is July the 19th, 2011, and we have got a ton to talk to you about tonight, including the big unload where we'll talk about the NFL. Looks like the lockout is going to be over soon, so we can actually start talking about NFL football again. Cal and I have been avoiding it like the plague, like that cousin you don't like at dinner and Thanksgiving. You just avoid him. You don't want to talk to him. We're going to talk about it. Then we're going to talk about the Mets and Carlos Beltran. Are they selling off? Looks like the fire sale is imminent. We're going to talk about the Yankees in the trade market next week. Is the trade deadline. Actually, it's about 12 days away. But we're going to talk about uh, Major League Baseball and trades. We may be visited by our old buddy, Ferb, an old friend of mine, a big Pittsburgh fan, a big Pirates fan. He may check in, give me the business about Carlos Beltran and probably Doug Bryan. And, of course, Pop Culture PJ is here producing the show tonight. We're going to do the fun load And we're going to talk about uh, Hope Solo. Great name. The goalie for the U.S. World Cup soccer team, which lost in the finals. We're going to talk about why is she underrated or overrated? And is it because of what she looks like? There's a double standard here, people. I'm going to hug trees and stuff. Anyway, it's Tuesday night. It's 9.30. It's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, episode 1120. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the big show slash podcast slashed slashed wow I went Cordell Stewart slashed uh, let's let's get right to this because we have a ton to do and uh, I want to bring in uh, my co-hosts but I uh, I want to do this though I've decided I've decided that Cal needs theme music when I bring him in on the China never mattered before who cares. That's right, my partner in crime, my partner in crime, my partner in the crime. He is, he is Cal Neva, Cal Pino, Caliente, Mr. Brian Cal. Hi, Cal. Uh, Steve. Uh, How are you? I'm full of shtick. Apparently. What's going on, man? Welcome to uh, episode 1120. I wish I had a bullhorn right now and some sort of... Uh, Sound effects of someone falling down the stairs with a plate or something. PJ can arrange that. You probably can. You know what you really wish you had? Some sort of, like, slogan. A slogan? Yeah, like, or some catchphrase. I know. So every time... Cal Stradamus. That was not me. No. We're going to hit the people with every sticky little soundbite that we have in the first eight minutes of the show. You know, something's bothering me, though. Uh-oh. What is and it? Is it, what, is it your liver? 
<laughs> Doctor, it hurts when I do this. <laughs> so don't move your arm that way. I know. No, um, I, I I feel like we're we're misleading everybody because you 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 dubbed this episode eleven twenty, and we have not done one thousand one hundred and twenty episodes. Was that is that the implication? I just want I want to make it clear to everybody who who goes back through the archives looking for episode eight sixty two. Right. You know, I've not been it, doing this for thirteen years. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. I'm not Johnny Carson. That's. <laughs> you should go back to an episode when we had uh, Luke Perry on. <laughs> you remember that? That was a good. Uh, remember the one we had uh, Steve McQueen and John Wayne? <laughs> That's right. Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds. That was a good one. I don't know how we got through that one because we were just cracking each other up. It was. Keith Allen was cracking up through that one too. <laughs> That's right. Way to bring back last week, Cal. Good job. See what I'm doing? Um, no, welcome. We uh, the 11 is for the year. This is our 20th uh, episode of the year of 2011. Correct. Okay. You are correct, sir. Um, Cal, your mic is awfully hot. Hot? It's a little hot. Maybe we can bring in our producer. And let's bring in our producer, Cal. Let's bring in the producer of the Ready to Unload program. Bring in the producer while I fix my mic. Let's bring the uh, hi, Mr. Producer, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ. Hello, my friend. I love my job. <laughs> job would indicate that you're getting paid for this. I love what I do. <laughs> I love my hobby. Is PJ or is uh, Cal's mic too hot? There, PJ. Am I hot now? How do I sound now? He has sound to me. He has sounded perfectly fine. He's, there's so, nothing wrong. Oh, so all along. I think your speakers are hot. I think your, your ears are hot. And my my, hot. my my cans are hot, is what it is. That's uh, that showbiz term. That's a showbiz term. That's just uh, that's shop talk, right? What tell the people what cans are? Wait, wait, wait! Stop. <laughs> Breast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was. Boy. Uh, you got bullied into that courtroom, Danny. Uh, they are in my studio. They are. Yeah, that's. If I ask you to bring your cans. I'm only yeah, asking for boy. one thing. Oh boy, I walked right into that one. Uh, Peach, thanks for producing the show tonight and and confirming that Cal's uh, uh, Cal's not too hot in my cans. Thank you. Why is this turning into a soupy sales routine? What? <laughs> You sound a little narrow, by the way. I don't know what what you could do to fix that. I need to make everything wider. Thanks. Make your entire performance wider. Quick story, Cal. My favorite, one of my favorite acting stories. Mm. Let's, let's go inside the actor's studio here. You ready? Yes. I had a friend, uh, commercial actor, sketch comedian, really brilliant guy, Hendo, his name was. And I was doing a play with him, and he told this great story about doing a commercial. I think it was like a Tylenol commercial or something like that in the 80s. And he had this ridiculous director who gave him the direction of, you know, he's a comedic actor. He's used to make everything bigger, make things smaller, you know. Right. I goes, make your whole performance wider. He goes, you want me to be bigger? What, what are you talking about? No, no. Just everything you're doing, just widen it. Well, I can't put on 40 pounds in the next, what are you talking about? <laughs> make it wider. You know what I mean. And he got... He got indignant. Like, he was indignant that, that Hendo didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Just wow. direction ever. Make everything you're doing wider. Yeah, okay. So, like, he, like he waddled onto the <laughs> – he waddled <laughs> in the frame the next time. 
I've heard that story five times, and I always think about what wider could mean, and I still have no idea. Right. That's right. (laughs) uh, You've heard that story a million times, still have no idea. Like a hula hoop cow. (laughs) Right? That's, you know, bumping into things. I'm wide. Should have come out as Mr. Noodle. Like in the next, like, uh, oh boy, I'm watching a lot of Sesame Street. Mr. Noodle, here's a, here's an un, you know, not a fun fact. Mr. Noodle is dead. The the original Mr. Noodle. You know who plays Mr. Noodle now? Uh, I know who it is. I can't think of his name. I bet you PJ knows this. Famous well, actor. Sure, Mr. Uh, Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle, Michael Jeter, has passed on. Yes, that's right. correct. Who is Mr. Uh, Noodle? Uh, uh, Bill. Um, Come on. Don't make Bill Irwin. Bill Irwin, yes. Thank you. Well, Thank the world's greatest, the world's greatest clown, the greatest yeah. American clown. Wow, we have covered all the bases here. How about sports? I'll give you, I'll give you one for sports. Max Tankin, the uh, clown prince of baseball. Correct. There we go. I'm just, I'm segueing. Put <laughs> him into it. I remember seeing him in like uh, baseball books. You remember seeing like the amazing Max Patkin? Yeah, with the with the exclamation point on his back. With the right, his number was exclamation point, and his hat was askew. Yes, and he was in, of course, Bull Durham. Yes, he has it the was... great line. Who's 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 he dancing with? Looks like all of them. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, PJ will talk to you in a bit. Uh, our producer, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ, who gets more nicknames every every week. And um, uh, Cal, how, uh, what's going on, man? Let's get right into this because I'm. I want to talk about the NFL. I think it's time. It's back, Cal. It's not. Uh, it's huh? it's on the verge of being back. Not officially, but it feels. Like, let me put it to you this way: We started discussing our fantasy football draft date. We did. That means it's back. That means it's imminent. I mean, it's technic- I mean, technically, it's still they're still in a lockout. Here's here's how bad this lockout has been, and how little I've thought about football. Okay, I have. We always have our 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 draft date. I mean, well in hand. By now, oh, by by the fourth of July, it's we know when we're doing it. Right. I haven't even talked to Scott about it. Co-commissioner, I haven't even talked to him. Huh. We're just figuring if the lockout ends, we'll we'll throw a little something together. Cal, I have keepers on my team. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> I, I have not looked at my team since the since the Jets uh, lost to the Steelers. You know, in in a sense, it's it's kind of been nice that there's been a lockout because it looks like it's come. The timing is perfect. It's going to come back just in time so that we didn't really miss anything. We still have the draft. We did. The draft went off. We missed some mini camps. Yes, um, little passing camps. Yeah, not 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 that much. But now it's going to come back, and everything is just like this is when it would normally start up anyway. Right, right. So we didn't really miss anything. So I I think it kind of worked out well for everybody. Well, as long as, as, long as it comes, well, a lot of people on a lot of teams lost a lot of money because you know employees have been locked out as well. Well, that's true. So I, I don't mean to diminish that part of it, but and, you know, as, as fans, we we didn't really lose out, right? And of course, the you know the big winners here are probably going to be the owners, but the players will get a little bit of what they want. I, I you know what? I honestly, Cal, I can't even look at the specifics. Like I stopped reading Gary Myers articles like two months ago. Yeah, I just I know. I just I can't. I can't be bothered with 
who's getting what concession and who said this. I, I was I was thinking of the uh, – did you see the James Harrison article? I, I saw bits and pieces of the article where he, he just ripped into Roger Goodell. That was something. Man. Here's what I – and we can get into this at another time with James Harrison. But he talked a lot, Cal, about – and this has been on my mind since that article came out. It was in like Men's Journal or Men's Health or uh, How to Be a Man or How to Groom Yourself as a Man or something. Um, one of those men's magazines that I'm like, really? I no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I, I refuse to shave there. I'm not. I <laughs> But um, he talked a lot about how Goodell and the NFL is trying all these safety measures and these fines in season, and he's the most fine player in the NFL in the last like two or three years, right, Cal? Right. And we've seen a lot of these shots, and he said it's all crap and blah 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 blah. And I still want to ask him the question. What if that was your son on the receiving end of one of your hits? Would you care then? What if that was your son laying prone on the ground and the stretcher's coming out and they're, you know, stabilizing his neck, which has happened on three of Harrison's hits? Okay, what if that was your son? Would you feel a little differently about the change in rules? It's, it, it, to me, it's simple, Cal. Don't launch yourself at an opponent. It's not necessary. If you leave your feet, you're breaking the rules, period. How hard is this? And, of course, he turned it into a race thing, which is just ludicrous. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I mean, anyway, so the NFL, without any shortage of – even though they're locked out, there's idiocy. <laughs> you know. And then, of course, he backed off his comments. He used a homophobic slur to describe Roger Goodell, and then he was like, oh, I'm not a homophobe. I no. use those slurs loosely. It's fine. So whatever, James Harrison, whatever. But I didn't miss, uh, you know, the the articles about seven on seven camp. I, I really haven't. Nah, I'm okay. No. You know, there, there are. We've talked about this before on the show, right, Cal? There are stock stories every year. Well, it's like it's like that in every sport, and football and it, is no exception. And and basically, it's the same story. And here in New York, we've got how many newspapers? You know, I think of three off the top of my head, but there's more than that. Right. You know, and it's the same story, you know, like on, on, a, on a Wednesday in, in July, it'll be the same story about the plucky underdog. That's right. <laughs> you know, who's trying to make the team. He went undrafted and he's a walk-on local product, obviously. Local product, yep. I gotta be. Right? You know. Um, he's a Rutgers kid. He's a... Uh, smallish. He's yeah. gotta be smallish. A fairly Dickinson kid. He's probably got some sort of... Uh, Backstory with his family, where there's some some angst in his in his life. Absolutely right. But this is but you're right. This is the story, and then every newspaper picks up this story on the same day, and they write basically the same article. Look, you're going to have and 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 by the way, if that story is about a jet, Wayne Corbett is referenced at least thirty-seven times. <laughs> That's right. These guys have these on autotype, and, 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 and this is not ripping on these guys because it's not an easy job. It's the same stuff over and over again, or it's you trump up stories that there's a quarterback controversy or this guy doesn't like this guy or whatever. Right. But you have the stock stuff, Cal. You have the stock stuff. You have that one. Don't forget about the aging veteran who wants one more chance. Right. Nobody gave him a chance, but, you know. He's hanging on for one he one last shot. Wants to play one more year, or the superstar veteran who's back, or 
the guy who's been here a long time and had an off year last year, but he's going to put it all back together this year. Right. Uh, then, of course, there's your draft pick stories. There's the um, fitting in, you know, the first round picks not fitting in, the Gatorade tied to the pole and doused with Gatorade story. The much maligned superstar who's coming off a brush with the law in the offseason. <laughs> Could be any of them. I forgot about, I forgot about that one. Right? Redemption. It's right. a story of redemption. Right. There's going to be the story of uh, the workout warrior in the offseason, the guy yeah. special training facility in Scottsdale that he right. went to. <laughs> trained with, and before the Jets got Ladanian Tomlinson, it was always somebody trained with Ladanian Tomlinson. Like that was supposed to make you feel good about yourself. That's right. Before there was Ladanian Tomlinson, there was Jerry Rice. He trained Jerry Rice in Northern California. How about the coach that puts in uh, eighteen-hour days and his family never sees him? Well, right? you know that's a that's a great call. And being Jet fans uh, and following the Jets, Rex Ryan has changed the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. You could do all of training camp on Rex Ryan. Right. Like Hard Knocks last year. Right. So the Jet Beat writers were like, oh, this is even – I have my auto-type stories. <laughs> I just pull up you know, the file named Corbett and change the names. <laughs> and Find Corbett, <laughs> replace with Jones. <laughs> right. And then I have Rex Ryan giving me delicious stuff every day. <laughs> and there's going to be the bonding story, you know, how they – they're all bonding over movie night, or they have to go to the cafeteria. Or right. something. I don't know. But it's fun, yeah. And and that's that's what you usually get in training camp, which I'm, we're gonna which we're gonna see soon. Right. I'm sort of looking forward to that. I'm sort of uh, you know I feel good about that. I think once it starts up, you're really gonna you're gonna eat it up. You know, you're not you don't miss it yet. But when you when it's right there for you, you're really gonna you're gonna get right back into it. No, absolutely, and and. You know. Also, what you talked about, Cal, which we were talking about a little bit today, that uh, our boy uh, uh, Francesa, uh, Michael Francesa here in New York on the Mic'd Up radio program. All right. Number one for 20 years. That's what you do. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. Hello. Mic'd Up radio program coming to you live. Um, I don't know why I turned him into like Fat Tony there from (laughs) this. I made him a little mafioso there. I didn't mean to do that. Um, but anyway, Francesca was talking about, and he, he actually has a valid point from time to time, about how uh, if they settle next week, say, they settle on like the 26th or the 28th, you're going to have the most insane NFL uh, free agency period coinciding with the Major League Baseball trade period. Right. So uh, that'll be exciting times. And I think people are getting a little out of hand with, like Simmons had a very good tweet today, Bill Simmons, about how – did you see that, Cal? Which one? This is, he, had a, he had a bunch of them. This is my impression of every analyst going on oh, right. in radio and talking yeah. about the, the uh, NFL free agency period. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. It's going to be chaos. <laughs> like dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. It's funny because that's exactly how it is. And if you listen to the radio, every time they have a so-called expert on the on the on the line – they just they make it out to be like it's going to be this crazy crazy thing you know like you know huge I don't even know <laughs> we don't even know I don't even know what to say uh, no but we've talked about this Cal how uh, uh, and it's it's sort of a uh, a theme that's running uh, a little rampant in sports and it has since last year with the decision and stuff like that like you know what I'm talking about the tweeting and the trying to scoop. 
and the Brett Favre right. stuff, like, you know, Favre is going here, Favre is going there, every tweet and stuff like that. Right. So I think from that standpoint, this free agency period is going to be cray-cray. It's going to be nuts. Because guys are going to be tweeting every Adam, – Adam Schefter is going to – I mean, he's going to explode. Right. You know, every two minutes he's going to be tweeting, San Antonio Holmes is going here, he's going there, he's going there. He's going to be like Crazy Eddie. They're going to <laughs> – you know, like the, the, the social media aspect of trying to scoop other people, take like what it was for like a Favre or at a, at a normal trade deadline – and then dump 450 restricted free agent or <laughs> free agents into the pool. Right. In three days. You have three days to sign these guys. Right. Uh, so it is going to be a little nutty from that aspect. Cal Schefter is going to – his phone is going to explode. Oh, Schefter, Mortensen, <laughs> Peter King. Right. <laughs> these guys are going to be going nuts. Schefter doesn't sleep as it is. I know. Like he's he I follow him on Twitter and I, even I'm like dude family anything do you have anyone that you're responsible to I wonder if he does or do you <laughs> he can't possibly he can't or do you just sit here and like just tweet NFL all day like that's all he does that's it if his Twitter account collapses the NFL might collapse man I wonder how many followers he has now he's probably got a lot. Probably well, that was a good bold statement, Steve. Probably a lot. <laughs> I don't even know. Probably a ton. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what the locals do, obviously, with the Jets and the Giants here. But you know, we're NFL fans as well. We talk about all the NFL and stuff. Uh so we'll be completely following it. And of course the Jets, you know, have a lot of free agents that are important. Uh yeah. Namdi is a free agent, Cal. He's probably the top free agent that's out there. He's got to be, right? I would think. Uh, if you're the Jets, do you like not bother signing any of those receivers, and do you you go after Namdi? Uh, no. And then you just have Namdi and Revis at the corners, and no one completes a pass against you. <laughs> nah, you can't do that. I don't think. No, nah, I don't think so either. But I mean, it would be, it would be great. Could you but, imagine? Neither guy had a pick last year, Cal. Because I know. no one throws at them. <laughs> I know. I'll say this. Darrell Reeves, I, mean, I love him, but we all know he had a very big drop in the AFC Championship game last year. He did. But <clears throat> I haven't forgotten about it, have you? I selectively forgot about it. When you bring it up, it reminds me. <laughs> I had forgotten about it. Now you've, you've peed all over that. Thanks. <laughs> well, I, I I think it's going to be awesome pants. I think that little three-day free agency window is going to be just ridiculous. Well, they're going to get I, – I, if, if I understand how this is supposed to work properly – And you don't. And I don't. I, I'm going to need some sort of free agentologist to, to fill me in on this. But I think that if they, if they pass the deal, if they sign the deal on Thursday, right – they're going to have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as the exclusive negotiating window with their own free agents. The Friday, Saturday, and Sunday exclusive nego- check. Right? Yes. Okay. And then on Monday, that's when all heck breaks loose. You can say uh, hell, Cal. I'm, I won't. It's 9.53. You're right. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to reserve that for something a lot stronger later on in the program. Oh. 
Is that a tease? Are you teasing the fun load? Spoiler alert. Are you are you tickling the fun load? You'll see. Um, so yeah, so starting on Monday, that's when when everybody is going to be free and free to sign with teams. But they're going to have like three or four days to do it because then by the end of next week, they need to get all of their get their teams together because training camp starts up. That's right. They got to and uh, they got to get all their ducks in a row and get into camp. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you have some teams putting in new offenses that they haven't even been able to look at. You know, uh, you have like the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton, who hasn't, you know, I'm sure he's been sort of slipped a playbook in a clandestine fashion. But you <laughs> have not teams, supposed to be, but. right? But you have teams putting in entirely new offenses with new coaches, and it's going to be really, I think, advantageous, Cal, for the teams that have some continuity. Uh, whether it be coaching staff, whether it be, you know, we, and, and I just thought of this, we screamed like banshees, wild banshees. And you know how the banshees scream. But we went nuts to fire Brian Schottenheimer, the Jets offensive coordinator. We did. And, and I, I was out in front leading the charge mm-hmm. like Matthew Broderick, Broderick in glory. I was out there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Why? Why reference that movie? Because I saw it the other night. I don't know. I, I would maybe Mel Gibson in Braveheart. I don't want to ever reference Mel Gibson again. All right. Unless it's a Lethal Weapon. Lethal right. Weapon. I can still. I can sort of put up with. Okay. How uh, about Ransom. You ever see Ransom? I have seen Ransom <laughs> more than once. Straight. It's, it's one of those cable specials. Oh, Give it back not. My son! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Can we have that again, please? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> That's PJ's back to doing impressions. This is great. <laughs> the other night, uh, PJ, I flipped on uh, Ocean's Eleven right at this moment, and this is what I heard. Tess. 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 For those of you who don't know, in a previous episode, uh, Pop Culture PJ did a wonderful Andy Garcia in Ocean's Eleven that consisted of just what I just said and what he just said. I thought that was Don Cheadle. <laughs> no, Don Cheadle's doing a... All right, yeah. We're in Barney. That's, that's Russell Brand. That's not Don Cheadle. That's Don Cheadle in Ocean's Eleven. Oh. It's, it's not my... It's, it's not my fault. <laughs> That Don Cheadle chose to be like a ridiculous London Southsider. South We're in trouble, Barney. <laughs> uh, PJ is the, is the uh, for those of you who don't know, our producer, uh, PJ, is the master of the instant impression. We call them instant impressions. He's dropped a few of them on the show. He just dropped uh, the Mel Gibson, Magnificent. They usually consist of one line, and uh, they're uncannily good. You don't even see them coming sometimes. You do not see them coming. Like the day he dropped Gallagher on me. <laughs> that was, I think, one of the first instant impressions. And they, they rarely ever happen again. There's another day he dropped Alf on me. This magnificent Alf. <laughs> anyway. So back to... Uh, <laughs> got side wow. with Ransom there. Oof. Was, this, was this recently or in 1988? No, the Gallagher was not too long ago. Well, let's put it this way. Well past Gallagher's last HBO special. Without a doubt. 
and I knew who it was. <laughs> and it's not like we were in person, and he took out a, a sledgehammer and a watermelon. <laughs> right? He did a vocal impression of Gallagher. Here, put this poncho on. Why? What are you doing, TJ? <laughs> You'll see. Hang out, hang out a second. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, getting hey, back. You want you want to hear the top uh, top ten NFL free agents? I want to finish my point though. I have okay. The, go ahead. The, yeah, go ahead. Schottheimer. Oh right. Oh, that was whiny. What a little bitch. Oof. Sorry about that. Oh, Schottenheimer. I forgot all about him. Oh, Steve, get your little point out. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I got, I got a little whiny there. I'm sorry. <laughs> of course, you've known me since I'm nine years old. You've heard that before. Um. You didn't want like that when you were nine. I want to talk about Schottenheimer. Go ahead. No, Cal, the, the only point was teams that have continuity, right, I think are going to have a huge advantage uh, with a limited training camp, no play. They're not changing playbooks and stuff like that. And all I was going to say was we screamed for Schottenheimer's head. I mean, we wanted Brian Schottenheimer fired as the offensive coordinator of the Jets. Uh, and often rightfully so. I mean, he did not have a great year last year. He had a wildly inconsistent year. He's been the offensive coordinator for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, his performance in the uh, Steeler game and the AFC Championship game was abysmal. Uh, but they knew a little something that we didn't know. They knew that it was going to lock out without a doubt and maybe keeping Schottenheimer and continuity on the offense and not having to give Mark Sanchez a new playbook might have been a good idea. And you know what, Cal? I'm going to go ahead and say right here on this radio program, this podcast, I think the lockout saved Brian Schottenheimer's job. Wow, that's quite a leap. I really do. I re- because I think if you're Rex Ryan and you've gotten to the AFC Championship game two years in a row, you addressed the problem the first year somewhat, mm-hmm. and you improved your secondary and stuff, and you got past Peyton Manning, and you got past Tom Brady. Okay, The problem in that Steelers game, as much as the defense didn't show up on the first few drives – was that offense. It was some of the offensive play calling because they had an opportunity to get back in the game and tie it. And Schottenheimer had a bad year. So I think that I think the lockout saved his job. How do you like that? Well, I, I think you might have something there. Because I think Rex Ryan would have gotten rid of him. I really do. I think, I think had it been a normal offseason, he would have said, okay, I've seen two years of this guy. And not, although he is wildly loyal to his guys. That's the thing. Yeah. Either way. Continuity. Not his guy, though. Think about it. Not his guy. No, he inherited him, but he, you know, unless he's he became com- his guy, full of crap, right? Which he might be. That was yes. Our, our producer points out that was a Luke Skywalker type wine out of me. I want to go to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> you can waste time with your friends. You whiny. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's the story. Now you were going to say top 10 free agents. Let's do that. Then let's go to baseball. Cal. Okay. Here, here are the top 10 free agents. These are the guys that are available or that potentially could be available if, if they are not re-signed by their current team or that are, are in a relationship, but you know, not serious about it. <laughs> they like them, but they don't like them, like them. That's right. Right. Uh, uh, Devin Joseph guard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number 10, Brandon, Mabani, I don't know. He's a defensive tackle. Mabane, of Seattle. Sure. Okay. Stephen Tulick, linebacker for the Titans. Okay. Ray Edwards, defensive end, Minnesota Vikings, number seven. Yes, very solid. 
Okay, D'Angelo. Now, now we'll get into the people that we know. D'Angelo Williams we'll running back. Now we get into fantasy players. Right, Panthers running back D'Angelo Williams. Sure, drafted him many a time. Disappointed. Twenty-seven years old. I thought he was older. He, it seems like he's been in the league for thirty-two for years. Yeah, time, you know. He's, uh, number he's put carries with Jim Brown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> number five, Sidney Rice, wide receiver in the Vikings, coming off a hip injury, I believe. Right. Number four, Santonio Holmes. Jets wide receiver. We're all familiar with his work. Okay, Jonathan Joseph of the Bengals, cornerback. Cornerback, right? Who the who the Jets could make a run at? A right, Namdi, right? Cheaper Namdi. He's gonna he'll cost you some money, but he'll be cheaper than Namdi. Yeah, it won't be sixteen million either, though. No, no, no. Uh, Carl Nix, guard for the Saints. Stevie Nix's cousin, right? Right. And uh... <laughs> not related to Stevie Nix, I'm being told. No, maybe Hakeem Nix though. Could be Hakeem Nix's cousin. Or brother, or uncle, or who knows? Maybe Jason Nix. Maybe Lance Nix. <laughs> Number one, Namdi Asimov. He's the top free agent out there. I, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time. I'm looking forward to it, if for nothing else, to get excited about football again. But mm-hmm. also, uh, you know, I haven't been able to see uh, what my team's gonna do, and they're coming off a huge, you know, they're coming off an AFC Championship game loss again. Yeah. First time we could ever say that. Let me ask you a question real quick before we move on on the Jets. Please. Three wide receivers are free agents, right? Sure. Santonio Holmes, Braylon Edwards, Brad Smith. Also, Antonio Cromartie is a free agent. Sure. You can't sign them all, I don't think. Right, probably not. Um, In fact, today Cromartie said that he will not even negotiate during the exclusive window with the Jets because he wants to go out and see what he's worth on the open market. Eh, fair. We're well within his rights to do so. I don't believe. So, he's, so you're not even going to get a shot at him during that period. He's never so, been a free agent. He was traded to the Jets. So that's fair. So where are your priorities in that group of four? Because those <laughs> are the big ones. Yeah. I differ a great deal, I think, from a lot of what we're hearing in that I would play, place the priority at Cromartie and Edwards. Okay. And it's just a personal preference thing. I like, I, but I've always liked Braylon Edwards. I liked him when he was in college. I wanted the Jets to draft him. Uh, they had no shot at him when he went to the Browns, of course. I wanted the Jets to trade for him. They did. I, I just think a physical, with his size, speed, his makeup, uh, and his hands have improved greatly. He's a gamer. I think he's got a bad reputation. Edwards is my first guy. You trust the receivers. I do. Okay. I do. And I also look at his playoff performances. That's not to say Holmes, who's a Super Bowl MVP, um, you know, didn't play well in the playoffs last year. He did. Holmes, to me, though, is still a bit of a home run hitter. You know, I, 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 but, I, but that's me. Okay. I, I don't know. See, now, I, I might be willing to let Kyle Wilson take a shot at cornerback this year. Right, and you go Holmes and Edwards, and I actually I would go either Holmes or Edwards and Smith. You go, you try to get all three receivers back. No, one or one of the one of the two oh, big I see. ones. I see, I see. Holmes or Edwards, but I definitely want Brad Smith back. You know what? I'm not as worried about. I I would love to have Brad Smith back. I feel like he's a luxury though, Cal, with those two receivers out be. there. Like I don't well, see I, I don't see how you can sign. Brad Smith over either Edwards or Holmes. 
Well, that's why you get the one. You lock up the one. The other one goes, and then you sign Smith. Right, but I'm saying if I'm if I'm I want the two of them or just one of them. Okay. I guess I mean I guess I I see what you're saying. Like you could get Holmes and Smith and lose Edwards because of the money, right? And you know be okay, and you bring back Brad Smith, who's a great you know a, a triple threat. He can sing, dance, and <laughs> and act. Um, oh, football. Oh, sorry, football triple threat, right? He can run, kick, and pass. Run, uh, kick, and pass. <laughs> that's right. Punt, punt, pass, and kick. Exactly. The punt, pass, and kick contest. That's right. Right. Where little girls kick the crap out of little boys. Always. And we're going to talk about that later. Yes, we are. I mean, not that specifically, but uh, it's it's going to be an interesting thing for the Jets it, with those four guys out there. Who do you sign? Who do you prioritize? Uh, and uh, Ger- General Manager Tannenbaum has his work cut out for him to keep the uh, the Jets relevant. Uh, Cal, let's go to baseball. Okay. You wanna? I'd love to. Because you know, frankly, the lockout's not even over yet. I know we're talking like this, and it, it's they're still locked out. Yeah, they they could still screw this up. But by this time, by this time next week, we'll be right in the thick of everything. We will be right in the thick of it. I've been. T- we got a uh, we got a a call here to talk baseball, and I'm trying to think of the good. I'm trying to think of the best intro music for him. Why don't you use uh, the natural? Because we never use that. We use that all the time, Cal. And I feel like you're being facetious now. I feel like you're being a bit sarcastic, and frankly, I don't care for your tone. I tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the same music we use because this guy is buddies with this guy. So this guy that we're about to bring on and take a call from is buddies with the guy who we use this. Take week. it back, do 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 do, do. take it back. Yeah, yeah 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 take it back. Do, how how great of a show are we that we give intro music to our callers? To our callers, yeah, they're not yeah. even guests. He's not even a guest. He's a caller. But that's how much we respect. We respect the guests. Let's bring him uh, on. He wants to talk a little baseball, I think. And uh, welcome in our buddy Ferb to the show. How are you, Ferb? Hey, how you doing, uh, Brian Ferb? First time caller, six two two ten. I think that's somebody else's conceit, but we'll take it. How are you, Ferb? Not, not bad. I, I, I was looking for a bell. That was just a UD shout out to Dan Patrick. Come on, Steve. Yes, yes, I know. I'm aware. Dan Patrick. Hey, he was in the fraternity that I was in that you made fun of all the time. Oh, come on now. Let's 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 play nice. We don't talk that often anymore. <laughs> What's up, pal? How you doing? Well, I, I'm doing fantastic, and I must say, you guys do a great job. And that's coming from a Pittsburgh guy in Chicago listening to a New York show. So clearly. I have issues, right? <laughs> thank you, brother. That means a lot, Ferb. Seriously, thank you, brother. Uh, and you must be yeah. flying super high because the Pirates, I mean, this is this is turned back the clock year here for the Pirates. Yeah, well, and I did appreciate, I, I believe we did spend some time singing Take Me Back uh, out in the alleys <laughs> of the ghetto. So <laughs> We did. I, I did like that. And, and unfortunately... Uh, you know, it's been, you know, now there's all these people talking about it, and it's been since our freshman year, uh, you know, yeah. first semester, 92, freshman, wet behind the ears. And, <laughs> you know, as a quick recap uh, for that game, I had a room full of Puerto Ricans on Five East. Uh, God love them. Do you yeah. remember why, Steve? Do you remember why? Why you had a room full of Puerto Ricans? To watch that final evil game where Belinda threw to Cabrera and 
Bonds yeah. couldn't throw out Breen. Yes. We should we should let the, the folks know listening when you say uh, th- these were self described Puerto Ricans. Oh no, we love we <laughs> University of Dayton. We we were a Catholic institution. I mean, it, they were there to support me because of our second basement. That's correct. Rafael Belliard, I believe. No, Jose Chico Lean. Come on, Jose Chico Lean. My bad. Okay, my bad. They, they were. Henry, Henry, and the crew were more upset when the Braves won. Uh, they wanted to rumble. I remember. <laughs> wow, they were looking for jets and sharks at that point. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. But uh, I, I, yeah, no, it, it is a very different time for me, Steve. Yes, I do remember that game though, and uh, of course, uh, you're you're speaking of the uh, the famous loss to the Braves, and uh, that was the last time sort of the Pirates were good. Yeah, yeah, it, it it has been a long time. You know, that was uh, right in the advent of free agency and before Bonds was really juicing up. I mean, he was still great. I, I you know, uh, didn't really like him uh, or Bonilla, but, you know, it's good to see winning baseball, and I do miss it badly. We we took Bonilla off your hands there, no problem. We're still paying him. <laughs> <laughs> they, actually, they actually are. He just got ad- – Ferb, I'm not even making this up. Bobby no, Bonilla. no, no. I, just got added back to the payroll for the Mets officially on like June twelfth, and now he gets a yep. million dollars a year for the next what is it fifteen years, Cal? Twenty five. Twenty five years. <laughs> Steve, you know I actually the, the Sports Illustrated article on Wilpon I thought was a really well done piece. I don't remember who did it, Reduce. but uh, that that point was mentioned because it was all based on the Madoff numbers, right? They were going to be making money by this point, something to that effect. Right. Yep. And they took the money that they would have paid uh, Bonilla to pay him off. So in other words, to pay off the contract, they took that money and invested it with Madoff. So uh, they, you know, they figured uh, instead of paying him off at the time, they took that money, invested it, and we'll do this deferred thing. And the investments will more than pay for the deferred thing. But whatever, we could get into the egghead stuff later. Tell me about this Pirates team, Brian. Tell me about this team. What are your What are your impressions? I know you don't do impressions, but what do, what do you <laughs> no, like? No, about, I don't. What do you like about them? And and the biggest question Cal and I have for you is: Are they going to make a move at the deadline? You know, that's definitely well. Th- that's part of this. Uh, odd feeling because, uh, you know, you, whenever Pittsburghers who still remained pirate fans, uh, the last time we were a buyer, uh, and it wasn't really even that big of a buyer, but for what we've had to endure, because our management wasn't even smart enough to figure out a scam. They were just giving away <laughs> Ramirez to the Cubs while I was here in Chicago, almost to mock me. Uh, right. Sean Dunstan in 97, the, the big year we made a push and we ended up falling short to the Astros. Or my favorite really is thinking back to those years when we were winning. That would be Zane Smith. And Zane we gave up Smith. a prospect wow. who I had heart for. Uh, Moise Alou was part of the deal. Uh, wow. He turned out doing okay. Yeah, He turned out to be a pretty good player. And Zane Smith, not a good-looking man. <laughs> Probably one of the – him and Derek Bell have a, have a neck-and-neck <laughs> – uh, no pun intended. Ugly offs as far as the history of Major League Baseball. Bad skin. Um, I I love this kid in the bullpen, Ferb. I love this Hanrahan kid. Um, he looks like he just wants to eat. You know, like he just he just looks like a, a maniac, but in a good way. Like he has it together. He's not like a big fake like Brian Wilson. 
Um, yeah, he's he's one of those big guys. He he made it interesting. We actually pulled out another one nothing victory. Look at me following the Pirates. Uh, wow. Uh, made it a little interesting and got two guys on in the ninth. And I'm watching this on my computer because I still haven't turned the corner to actually invest in the package. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm You're investing in, in myself and my business. <laughs> You're not that convinced yet. <laughs> Well, you know, to, to to answer your question in a nutshell, it was refreshing even just to see Neil Walker's a Pittsburgh kid. His dad played in the majors. He's our second baseman, in case you yeah. didn't know. He's on a 13-game hitting streak. He's hitting like 465 in the last 13 games. Right. But he's, he comes from a family. Uh, you know, my friend John Diadigo, he's friends with his father. So they're nice. good people. So they're people that you want to pull for. You know, McCutcheon, good kid. So oh, yeah. there's definitely – it's refreshing to see some pieces that at least show some sign of hope. That the and biggest thing, there. Steve, is, is – <laughs> well, yes, for now, knock on wood, you know. But the pitching's been what's been just – what? You know, like Carson's? Uh, you know, everyone had given up on him. We got him from the Yankees for, for not you know nothing, and all of a sudden he's got an ERA under three. I mean, can it hold up? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. but. Our problem is hitting, and that's actually what I wanted to ask you because I saw on ESPN, you know, baseball tonight last night. Now I'm watching these shows again. Um, <laughs> it's it's so foreign uh, to me. Right. Um, you know, this Beltron rumor. Oh, he might go to the Pirates, and all of a sudden I got John Crux saying like, oh, they got to get Beltron. And uh, you know, I, to be honest, I want to bat more than anything. Uh, you know, this kid Presley's been playing lights out. He's hitting like 365. I don't know if he can keep it up, the, this rookie that they mm-hmm. brought up. But is Beltron, you know, is there any uh, tread left on the tire? I mean, he, I know he was two for two earlier with last I saw and after coming off the flu. Uh, who has the flu in his heat? I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, you'd be very happy with him, Brian, if you were to pick him up this year for two reasons. Number one, he's healthy. And he went three for three tonight, actually. Three for three with two doubles, just coming off of the flu. So um, he's healthy, number one. And number two, he's playing for a contract. Whether it's with Pittsburgh or whatever team he goes to, uh, he's playing for a contract, so he's, he's motivated. And we've seen him it was seven years ago, but when he was playing for a contract seven years ago, he got traded to Houston, and he was phenomenal down the stretch. So I think if you could get your hands on Carlos Beltran, you'd be very happy with him for the next two months. Let me ask you a question for uh now that you're reinvested in the Pirates and you're you're enjoying you're enjoying the Pirates again and stuff and and I'm sure that means that you you know you're a little up on uh, some of the prospects and and thanks for the stuff on Neil Walker by the way he is a good ball player. I love watching McCutcheon play the game. He plays the game quote unquote the right way. I know that's a cliche but it's true. He runs everything out. He's an example to the guys in the locker room. We've heard stories about how uh Clint Hurdle has really leaned on him this year to tell these guys, you know, this is the right way to play the game. Don't get down on yourself. You know, we, we can, who says we can't win that sort of thing. So McCutcheon has been fantastic. Plus he's a total five tool player and the six tool with baseball sense. But I will ask you, this is a great, uh, this is a great situation for the pirates because the Mets are willing to pay most of, or the rest of Beltron's contract for this season, which is about $6 million uh, in order to get a better prospect and I think that would appeal to the Pirates right now. But who uh, – is there uh, some untouchables there? Is there a kid that would jump out 
you know, the, the Mets are, are looking for a bat behind the plate. They're looking for a bat in the outfield, and they're looking for pitching. I mean, is there anybody that you know of that would be on the radar or is being talked about as, as trade bait? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I don't – first off, they, they've done a pretty decent job of restocking. You know, you've seen probably in the last three years the Pirates have invested more in the draft than any other team. And yeah. So there, there's some really young players. Now, the untouchables would be uh, this Cole kid that we just got with, uh, like, one of the top picks. Uh-huh. Um, and last year we got two top picks. Uh, we got Stetson Ali, who was uh, very early, and then uh, we overpaid for another kid at, like, the, the next round. Like, no one wanted to pay, and we overpaid. We were getting, you know, crap for overpaying and over going above slot, you know. It, right. It, so there's a couple arms. Our, our best prospect um, in the outfield is a Starling Marte that's probably two years off. And right. I can't see for a two-year rental them departing with someone like that. So I'm not, you know, we're not, you know, deep with talent. So I'm not sure if we even have the juice uh to, to you know, pull it get off, the right. Beltron, if that's really what you're what you're looking for, uh, and you know, is there's a lot of talk, but I, you know, I think we're going to end up with maybe the guy from uh, Oakland uh, that, that's kind of being talked about, like uh, Josh Williams. Uh, yeah, and you know, I, I don't see it happening, but who knows? I could be wrong. Um, well, Josh, I, I mean, Josh Williams. I'm sorry, for, I was just I was just going to say Josh Willingham's a nice ad. You yeah. look at a guy like Cody Ross last year going to San Francisco and everybody was like, you know, sort of uh, belittled that deal and was like, oh, that's all they're doing at the deadline or whatever. And Cody Ross, you know, decides to hit nine home runs in the freaking postseason. Uh, so you, you never know. You may catch lightning in a bottle. I think the key for the Mets and the, and the Pirates to make a trade is that they, they – the Mets will be looking for a good prospect, but they understand it's a two-month rental. Right. Uh, so they they might not necessarily be looking for you know a, a, obviously a type A prospect, but Bry, what if I were to tell you <laughs> that I would throw in a Mike Pelfrey into the deal? Would that okay. would that sweeten the pot a little bit for you? Big six seven goofy, uh, never realized his full potential. Uh, Mike Pelfrey. Wasn't he like a, a small forward for Kentucky in like the nineties or something? <laughs> He should have been. He's. He, I think he would be more that than an ace. He's, he's six seven and he throws the ball like ninety one miles an hour. So it's so frustrating. He's so frustrating. Cal, Cal, where, where, Cal and I would ship him. Where would you ship him right now? Would you ship? Would you? Would you take back like uh, Sean Dunstan? Is Sean Dunstan still playing? Who's the? Uh, what's the Pittsburgh Double A affiliate? I'll have him. Yeah, send him there. That's right. We'll send you Pelfrey to Double A. You won't even have to deal with him. Just one more. Uh, for a bat boy. Steve, Steve, I would say um, th- this is part Pittsburgh, but there's actually kind of a New York tie. Uh, really, more than anything, regardless of what deal comes down. For the Pirates to actually do something, it's this Pedro Alvarez kid. Are, are you? Do you remember uh, Pedro? He was a Scott Boris client that we oh, yeah. signed. We're, we're as fantasy players, we're quite familiar with uh, with him. For quite familiar. Well, uh, obviously he he strikes out like 
40% of the time, or he was. And, and then he somehow pulled a quad. So they sent him down. And when he was better, they sent him down to AAA. And it was kind of a little bit of a slap. Like, you got to – because, you know, Pedro has his head on right at sometimes, but sometimes he's a little bit bigger. You know, it, 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 he's young. He's a young kid. And, and he's out in New York. I, I'm not sure where exactly, but I've read a couple articles whenever we were signing him. But, you know, the, the kid, since he came back, uh, is – he was three for three tonight at Triple A and is like nine for thirteen. So hopefully, I think hopefully he's proving something and hopefully he'll make some New Yorkers proud. Well, he can make me proud because he's sitting on the DL of my fantasy team since the beginning of April. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Ferb, you're gonna Ferb, you're gonna love this. This is true. Cal and I at our last uh, draft got into a bidding war about Pedro on Pedro Alvarez. Kid, yeah. Oof. At our auction draft, we both had read so much about him. I had him last year, and I couldn't keep him. I picked him up when he was in the minor leagues last year. And because uh, that's wow. how that's how uh, desperate you are for a third baseman in fantasy baseball right now. By the way, um, <laughs> you know, David Wright's on the shelf, A Rod's on the shelf. Anyway, Cal and I get into get into a bidding war. Doctor E Ray Stat drove up the price on both of us, and stuck Cal with him at fifteen bucks. <laughs> and I haven't oh. gotten rid of him. <laughs> he's, hurt. he's been hurt since May, and I've stashed him away because because of his potential. I think he's a Bronx kid, Ferb. There you go. I I, think I was uh, I I I was thinking either Brooklyn or the Bronx, and I didn't want to like get into a borough war because I know you guys take it very seriously. So yeah, I'm out in Queens now. It's all over for me. McWalters is out in Staten <laughs> Island. I mean, who, who even know? You know, I didn't even know there was a borough until McWalters moved there. <laughs> Uh, so we'd be we'd be remiss if we let you go without quickly asking you about uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers. And, <laughs> we kept uh, things interesting for you guys, right? That's you sure did. We had a fun little we had a fun little game there. Uh, I'm 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 not ashamed to say I, I I was pleased you lost the Super Bowl. I'll be honest with you. But um, you and I, of course, uh, as uh, me as a Jet fan, Cal as a Jet fan, you as a huge uh, Steelers fan. Um, I, I don't want to get into last year. I'm not here to talk about the past, McGuire style. I uh, I wasn't even going there, my friend. I, you know, this is my, I'm a first time caller. You know, I, I want to be invited back. This is too much fun. Uh, but what do you seriously with the lockout ending and stuff, Ferb? And you, I'm sure you saw the James Harrison article. I, I really wanted to get a a huge Steeler fan's take on uh, the Harrison article and what he had to say about Roethlisberger and what he had to say about the NFL? Or, or do you guys not even take him seriously? You know what? I, I, honestly, I think it's a little bit of as much as I uh, despise New England and, and, and Bostoners for the most part. I mean, there's people there that I like good for them with the Bruins, but uh, it's kind of a Manny being Manny almost. I mean, I, I, right. I, I'm not to say downplay it, but think about the off season. I mean, you guys are used to causing more of a stir. You know, we get a lot of the. You know, you know, I love the Rooney organization. I, I, I you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. But you know, Heinz wins Dancing with the Stars and then <laughs> goes and gets a DUI. You got Mendenhall, which I really appreciated what you were saying earlier about social media and the whole tweeting thing because I think it's really messing up sports reporting because everyone is trying to beat everyone else. And that whole Mendenhall thing, you know, I love America. And, but to be, to see, I, I remember the guy in Pittsburgh who kind of started fanning the flames. Like you see a story and you can take it and run with it. And, and the culture that's been created is to make it 
out of control, like Mendenhall hates America, which, you know, he was just saying, <laughs> which I agreed with, you know, why are WVU students burning couches? You know, they, and when they won't, don't even remember 9-11. I mean, it's ridiculous, but right, right. I digress. Harrison, <laughs> he's crazy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's certifiably crazy. And you know what? I, I think everyone, I'd rather have him, I wouldn't want to know what he'd do to Ben Roethlisberger, which there's so much stuff happening. You know, Ben's getting married this weekend, this next weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's good for him. Yeah, good, good. I, I know <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. 17-year-old women all across the country are breathing a sigh of relief. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. See, uh, what, what, what am I, what am I going to say? Uh, other than it, it's, it's James being James. Uh, yeah. Ben is not being Ben. Right. Uh, Hines is not being Hines, and I, I don't know what to say about Richard. Yes. Hey, hey Brian, there's some rumors uh, the Tiki Barber might sign with the Steelers when he's coming back out of retirement, and he's very close with Mike Tomlin. How would you feel about having Tiki Barber in your backfield now? I'd love to have him. I'd love to see it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I could live without it, but, you know, we've had Moeldy the last few years. He's been a solid contributor, third downs, so a return a punt if they really are nervous about a fumble. Um, I'd, I'd certainly be willing to give Tiki a chance, and who knows what the CBA changes. The nice thing is you could ha- they had non-guaranteed contracts, so you didn't have to sit on somebody like baseball. Uh, I don't know what's going to come out of this. Have you heard anything about that? You know, is that even an issue that's discussed? It's 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 definitely uh, an issue. We you know we were saying earlier in the show that like we haven't paid attention to the particulars of the lockout because it's like me neither. It's just difficult. It's difficult to see billionaires argue over which billion is going to get moved here in the owner's case, and it's difficult. You know, the players do have a point about non-guaranteed contracts for sure. The short you know, short career span, that whole thing, they definitely have a point. But they're millionaires as well. Like, it's difficult to see two sides arguing over $9 billion when the fan is getting screwed again. You know? Yeah, particularly when you got Adam Schefter and uh, Mortensen and, like, the whole fleet, like, the the ESPN stuff. I'm sick of hearing them. Yeah, it's just, it just, it got to the point where I was like, I, I don't have a degree in contracts, you know? (laughs) <laughs> like I don't have my my freaking JD. I, I I'm just I'm done. Like talk to me when guys have pads on and they're hitting each other. But I uh, you you make a great point about Tiki. Like you can sort of uh, you can sort of sign Tiki. It's not like you know baseball. You're absolutely right. You can take a chance on Tiki. Throw him a couple million dollars. It's not guaranteed. If it works, right. it works. If not, you know he he and Hines uh, can be dancing with the stars. I mean, you know, <laughs> if there was if there was ever two guys. I can't – Ferb, it was enough that he won. Like, I have no problem with him winning, Ferb. But do you have to go get a DUI, like, the next week? Like, to take a, was he celebrating the Dancing with the Stars victory? No, <laughs> I, I, I think Hines, like, a lot of uh, these these stars like to celebrate in uh, in a lot of cases. And, uh, you know, I, you know, he had the pullover out in L.A. You know, and this is coming from a Steeler fan. And it came like, oh, there was – a misunderstanding and the car was stolen. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, why he, while he was filming this out there? Yes, we were, yes, we, I, I, I read about that. I don't know if you did, Cal, but I read about that. I did not know. Uh, you know, basically there's this pullover and, you know, if there's a TMZ camera there, it changes everything. It, you know, like the poor kid from USC. <laughs> right. Uh, he, he didn't know where, what he was getting himself into. His buddies did. He didn't. Right. Um, 
But, you know, these things happen. You know, that's why I'm waiting for one day when Aaron Rodgers' skeletons come out of the closet. You know, that's... I may I may plant something on him. Yeah, you know? I was just gonna say you may need to plant something on him. But you know what? Look, Ru- hey, roofie his cheese. <laughs> it takes time, but you know how long did it take for it to come out that Brett Favre is a, is a jerk? You know what right. I mean, I mean, for years and years he was this golden, untouchable, uh, you know, I, NFL icon, and he's the greatest guy, and he's what football is all about, and all this stuff. And you know, meanwhile he's a crass, lewd. Uh, and, you know, borderline stalking, sending pictures of his junk to freaking cheerleaders. <laughs> right, right, right. After and, and, while, and, and, I was just, yeah, you just have to think, us in, us in college, Steve, us in college, Steve, were not necessarily, I wouldn't say, maybe you, because you were in Hellcat Maggie, you were in the band, and you had chicks throwing themselves at you. I, yeah. I never had that. I was in the closet drinking in the penalty box, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So I mean, who am I to? I, what would I do if every one, woman was throwing themselves at me? I mean, granted, you know, I have good morals, right? But sure, sure. It, sure if you don't walk in their shoes, who knows? So that's exactly right. And and uh, just let's just end it by saying we all know what I did, which was absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, of course. Right. When when all these supposed women threw themselves at me, the big answer is absolutely nothing. Uh, Ferb, we love you. Thanks for coming on, brother. Hey, uh, Cal, Sam, Pete, I, I really appreciate it. It was fun. Uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Hopefully, you know, I hope Pedro Cal takes care of you here in the second half. I, you know, it's, it may be worth a look. I think he'll be getting a call up the next week. I hope so. I mean, is he that much worse than Brandon Wood? <laughs> it, it was a sign. I, I don't, it was it was sending him a sign. Hey, nine for thirteen. Hopefully, he got the message. So I hope so. We shall see. Hey, good luck to you, Brian. I hope you got. We're really we're pulling for Pittsburgh here. We want to see them win. We are. We're pulling for the Pirates big time. Uh, this I think this entire radio program slash podcast will get behind the Pirates if they get in the playoffs. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. All right, you take care. All right, brother. All right, so we had a little, uh, and I did a little outro music for Ferb there. <laughs> little this this week in baseball outro music. The only caller to get intro and outro music. That's right. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, uh, uh, thanks uh, to our buddy Ferb for calling. Cal, remind me to someday tell you what he's referring to with the penalty box. Okay. In the penalty box drinking. I will. That's, uh, that's a... Is that a euphemism? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> we actually, that was something we used to do at uh, their apartment in college was called the ballpark. True story? True story. True story. There was a ballpark. <laughs> and, uh, was it was it a blind ballpark, Mikey? <laughs> it, was, it was a ballpark, and you would go there. They had a big mural, Cal, big mural on the wall of a ball. Yeah, big picture, picture, yeah. A ball, ballpark scene. <laughs> it was like wallpaper on the wall, and you would go there and hang out, and it was called the ballpark. And ah. uh, at the ballpark, they had a closet. And if you, uh, <laughs> here's, here's PJ with the flash. Uh, well, uh, that ballpark scene, right? Sean <laughs> Sorry. Wow. It just got awfully Mike and the mad dog in here. Well, 
Uh, anyway, you used to get sent to the ballpark if you committed like some sort of party foul. The 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 penalty box. I mean the penalty box. So you, you used to have to go to the closet with an assigned amount a penalty. Oh, okay. You know, like a six pack or whatever, and you you couldn't come out of the penalty box until you drank your your penalty. Okay. Yeah. It's, this was this was what I spent sixty seven thousand dollars on. What's Hellcat Maggie, by the way? That was a. Uh, th- oh, I know. Oh, what? I know. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, thanks for thanks for the call and great stuff about the pirates. And I will I will get behind the pirates uh, if the uh, Metropolitans are out of it, which they certainly will be. We talked a little bit about Carlos Beltran there, Cal. Uh, did the Mets win tonight? Did they hold on and win? Have we put the fire cell off another day? They did. It did and they it closed. Uh, Jason Isring hasn't closed the game. One, two, three inning. His first save in two years. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and against his old team, Poetic. His first save in uh, three years. Three years. 2008, yeah. Against his old team, Poetic. Against his old team, Poetic. And uh, the Mets are now nine games out of the wild card. Yes, big nine games. So the fire sale gets put off for another day. Well, let's talk about this real quick. I just want to, I just want to spend like five minutes on this. Because you have been very vocal about the fire sale is, is coming. The fire sale is coming. All of the beat writers on their horses riding into town talking of the imminent fire sale. And almost like they can't wait for the fire sale to start. They just they can't wait. They're, you know, they're, they're wringing their hands and they're waiting, waiting for the fire sale to start. And you've been a big opponent of that because, you know, no team that's been 500 on July 15th has ever come back and made the playoffs. And, and, and you're absolutely right about all of that. And you've been kind of fighting back. Well, Steve, it's July 19th. They're 10, 11 days away from the trading deadline. They are nine games out of the wild card. They are 500. Where do you stand on this? Have are you are you ready to not 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 necessarily throw in the towel, but are you ready to start selling off your pieces? Here's the thing. I get upset at those articles when they come on the Monday after a loss to the Phillies, when the Mets lineup was was. Not even their triple A lineup. Okay? Wow. Not even their triple A lineup. The lineup consisted of the winners of a contest, I think. <laughs> That's correct. It was a call in contest for who knew what number Ed Cranepool wore. I think the left fielder might have collected a certain amount of box tops. It was a crackerjack prize situation. <laughs> the there's the center fielder was a daily news contest. <laughs> No, seriously, like, how can you write on the Monday after, you know, Harrison gets hurt in that game, Cal, and they have 18 combined home runs in the lineup. 18! Or that was on Monday night, I'm sorry. Monday night when they lose to the Marlins in that makeup game. All I'm saying is, how can you write the fire sale article when the team is missing Beltron, Reyes, Wright, and and Ike they, Davis, Ike Davis, uh, they're playing with just scraps, just guys who don't belong. Lucas Duda, the, the infield at one point was Duda, Turner, Tejada, and Evans. No, I'm sorry, Duda, Murphy, Tejada, and Evans. 
That may be the worst defensive infield. No, it was it was Duda, Harris, Tejada, and Murphy. No, Evans came in at third base at one point. Maybe that was Monday night. He played and third they, base? Yes, and they moved Murphy over to second. Oh, gosh. I mean, come on. Uh, so, Willie Harris was the number three hitter in that game. If I Willie Harris was your three hitter for two games in a row. <laughs> Scott Harrison, when he, when he fouled the ball off his leg, was batting cleanup. I mean, come on now. now All right. So, here's where I stand. Here's where I stand. I want to know. Okay, there are 12 days until the deadline. Okay. okay. They have 12 games in that time. Right. Give me the next eight. Okay? Just give me the next eight. And I still even feel like they should trade Beltron anyway. If they go 8-0, they should trade Beltron. Okay. But just the idea that they should, the minute they lose a game, oh, trade Beltron today. That's it. Let's go. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Well, you know, I mean, John Heyman has them trading him at, at, at 2 o'clock when they, uh, you know, at 9.30 at night, he has them trading him when they lose at 9.15. I mean, and why would and why would you trade him now, 11 days before the deadline? Why oh, would you not the other thing. I mean, wait yeah. it out and maximize the value? Because you know full well, Steve, you know I'm that if Sandy, if Sandy Alderson traded Carlos Beltran today, he would get ripped to shreds Ill. for not waiting until the deadline to get the most out of it. Right? I, beat guy would kill him. Kill Come him. On. Kill him. For, for trading him 12 days before the deadline when there was no... Uh, he can put together a bidding war. Beltron is the best hitter on the market available who's having a fantastic year. Wait, what's the rush? You're only going to get a better prospect. Right, especially if you can create some competition between these teams. Exactly. Now the Red Sox, the Phillies, the Indians, you've got five or six teams that are interested. Giants, there's a lot of teams interested. Giants, exactly. You can drive up the price. How do you feel about that, trading him to the Phillies or the Braves? I don't have a problem with it with Beltron. Okay. If it was young guys, I'd have a problem. Can we give them Mike Pelfrey? I wish we could. Can we throw Pelfrey in that deal? <laughs> but that's the sort of thing, Cal, you know very well. And this is not a, only the Mets. This is just a rule in sports. Like that guy that you desperately want to get rid of that's got a tremendous amount of talent mm-hmm. goes to another team and does well a lot of the time. Usually. Especially if it's your rival. Usually, yeah. You know, I, I cite Chad Pennington, for example. Right. So the guy you give up on, the guy whose career is done, goes to the Dolphins and wins an AFC East championship. But he didn't go directly. I mean, he wasn't traded. No, the Jets released him because they got Brett Favre. I'm just saying, couldn't wait to get him out of town. Right. right? They granted him his release so he could go to the Dolphins. And he no, beat the twice and won an AFC East. I'm just saying. No, no, you're right. We trade we trade uh, uh, Pelfrey to the Braves. No doubt he goes you know sixteen and seven the next year. Well, I can tell you that Oliver Perez hasn't been seen from <laughs> this, this year. So, <laughs> look, all I'm saying is that you're right. Nine games out, the Braves just don't lose, um, and they have a stranglehold on the wild card spot. But I, I, I I'm sorry, at five hundred, you can't say that your season is over with sixty eight games left to play. You can't. That's true. Sorry, you just can't. You you can't. You want they the, the writers desperately want to. They, they, they want to understand. understand. 
Well, they've wanted to since May because that was their story coming into the season. Right. And then every article you read this week after they lost two out of three to the Phillies and then that game to the Marlins was, well, it's been fun. Now they're finally boring. Tried, time to trade everything off. Right. Because they had a couple of lackluster days. I guess nobody noticed Jose Reyes was out of lineup. No? Was that me? Or what happened? I mean, come on. And that they were 2-6 and six with Reyes out of lineup. I get, did I miss that? Was that me? I, I mean, do I have to do the math on this? But that's okay. Uh, you know, you're not allowed, Cal. You're not allowed. Not allowed. Not as, feeling. Not as a Mets fan. No. Now, before we get to the fun load, and uh, it's, a, it's a thinking man's fun load tonight, um, we want to take a moment to uh, – we're going to talk about the Yankees in a second uh, with the trade deadline coming up and Ubaldo Jimenez. But uh, just – I have to talk about this with you. Okay, Cal? Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I want to just do a couple of pro, uh, promotions here. Real quick. plug? A couple of plugs for our friends. Our yeah, no, good idea. Uh, SM- <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Interrupt the flow of the show. It's great. That's not, a, that's not on the sheet. What, is, what are you doing? <laughs> the, uh, Anything goes. It's, uh, Cal just threw his papers in the air. Like all crazy. <laughs> oh, there it is. No, we want to uh, take a quick... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> The Carol Burnett music. Uh, make, it make it louder. I want to hear it. Make it louder. There it is. A Mark Goodman, Bill Potson production. <laughs> uh, we want to take a quick second to uh, promote our friends over at SNY.TV. Uh, we have Matt Cerrone with MetsBlog.com, of course. And then off of that, there's the SNY uh series of blogs and you can check out uh, our good friend Patrick Flood who was on the show last week check out that podcast it was really good uh, patrickfloodblog.com and then there's Ted Quarters over there who does uh, baseball and all sports and is a really good writer uh, Ted Quarters Ted Berg I like that Ted Quarters get it Cal? I, yeah I do I like it uh, and you've got of course Toby Hyde who does the Mets minor league blog over there check out the sny.tv uh, blogs they really the reason we bring it up, one, we read them all the time. You, you know, the Jets one, the Yankees one. There's really great stuff over there. And two, uh, SNY has embraced uh, the blogger, embraced the, uh, the 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 different kind of angle on writing. I even saw Cal even saw Sarone do a uh, like a thirty second spot on uh, on a broadcast in game. Oh really? Yeah. Gary Cohen threw it to Matt Sarone. Oh cool. Yeah, it was he did well too. Got to smile a little bit. I'm sure he was nervous. Yeah, I tweeted, he he definitely looked nervous, but he did a good job. And I tweeted to him, you know, great job. Little smile goes along. <laughs> but uh, no, check it out sny.tv and go to their uh, network of bloggers. So Yankees, Cal. Uh, there's a certain writer for Newsday who has been writing like Ubaldo Jimenez is a Yankee. Did I miss the trade? Didn't happen yet. Every one of his tweets is about he's obsessed. I know. With Ypaldo Jimenez becoming a Yankee. Right. And let me just put it to you, Cal. Uh, and we're going to have a nice piece uh, from our, our buddy Daniel Alderondo on our website, uh, rtusports.com, about uh, the Yankees and this trade. Cal, here it is. Put on your Cal Stradamus hat. Okay. Mm. Does this trade happen? And if it does, is it for Jesus Montero? It is Vachantis in there. And is Ben Wales. The Killer Bees. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
You know, I read something today, and I don't remember where I read it, but it was said that Jesus Montero is not really the centerpiece of this deal. In other words, he could be in it, he could not be in it. He's not the make-or-break guy in this deal. His stock has kind of fallen this year because he hasn't really hit a triple-A. Um, I think they really want those pitchers. Betances, Banuelos. Um, Killabees. The Killabees. Ivanova, they're looking at. Ivan Drago. Uh, Ivan Drago. Uh, I, think, I think if the Yankees want Jimenez, they will get him. I think they have the necessary pieces to get him if they want him. And they're just going to have to weigh, is it worth trading their future for what they're going to get out of Jimenez this, uh, down the stretch? Or can they just handle it with what, what they got in-house? Nova, Hughes is back. Hughes won his first game back over the weekend. Um, do they continue to roll the dice on Cologne and Garcia? You know, um, Burnett. Is, you, know, you don't know what you're going to get out of A.G. Burnett. It's amazing. He's 34 years old, and you still don't know what you're going to get out of him. He's a crapshoot. You know, um, but Sabathia has been been great this year, potential Cy Young Award winner. I, I don't know. If, if you ask me if they're going to make this deal. I did. I, say, <laughs> I think that they are not going to make the deal for Jimenez, but they will get somebody. Do you think that Jimenez, though, is the guy to get for them? Don't, don't you think he's a good fit? I don't know. I there's something about him that rubs me the wrong way that he might not be able to handle New York. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Okay. You know, I'm I mean his, stu- his his stuff his stuff is electric. It is. He's got he's got incredible stuff. Um I but he's never really been I mean he was in a, he was in a pennant race last year, but he's never really been like under the microscope before and I would be a little concerned about that bringing him into a pennant race in New York that's always a uh, concern right for the Yankees yeah, like you yeah. gotta bring in the right guy yeah it's it's not just a matter of plugging in I mean look we, we've talked about this during the 2000s all of the guys that they just tried to plug in that didn't work you right. know, they, they just bought everybody and plugged them in so and, and they've gotten away from that over the last three years They've really made a, a concerted effort to bring in the right type of player to fit onto this team. I, I don't know, and, and there's nothing that there's nothing specific that makes me say that about Jimenez. But I just I have a feeling my gut is telling me that he he might not be as successful here as everybody hopes him to be. You could make the argument, Cal, that they went after the wrong pitcher last year at the deadline uh, in going after Cliff Lee, and they should have gone after Oswald. You could make that argument, right? You could, but in hindsight, after seeing what happened to Oswald, well, know. he's been hurt. He's been hurt this year and stuff, but he'll be back. And he pitched. He was seven and one down the stretch for them last year. Right. But they would have had him under contract. That's true. That's so true. You could make an argument that if they were going to part with Montero last year, where his stock was way up. Yeah, um, and and, and I don't. I we deal. They shouldn't have done it for the rental. They should have done it for the guy they were going to have a year and a half, who's been through a pennant race. That's true, and I and I think that I think that they are much more apt to give up Montero now, um, with with the way Russell Martin has played. I mean, he struggled in the second half, but right. he, Russell Martin has been has been a solid addition to this team, and they have the other guy, August Romain, August Romain, right. 
So they have, you know, they've got an, and then they've even got another catcher down there, Gary Sanchez. Who? So just, <laughs> what? You just made that name up. I did not make. Why that are name you that. making up prospects? Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez. Come on, Cal. Is a Yank. Gary you Sanchez. Can't, you can't do better than Gary Sanchez. Are you? Are you? You're actually questioning me. <laughs> what is this SNK baseball stars? That's like total made up name. Steve, the catcher, he's a catcher in the system, and his name is Gary Sanchez. in your chops, but like after the, those two ridiculous names, you know, they have Jesus Montero and August Romine, and now you give me Gary Sanchez. How about Joe Smith? Is he a catcher in the system too? Uh, his name is Gary Sanchez, and he is a catching prospect. Phil Gomez. <laughs> Pop culture PJ says, how about Phil Gomez? Uh, so ordinary, Gary Sanchez. You know I'm just I'm I'm gonna stop breaking down Yankee minor leaguers for you. Are you sure there's a 19 or 20 year old kid named Gary? <laughs> Gary Sanchez. <laughs> but as, does anybody name their kid Gary in the last 20 years? Uh, I don't know. Still happening? Other than Gary Matthews Jr. <laughs> and he's like 30. <laughs> That's right. He's like 34. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what the Yankees do. Maybe maybe the Mets wind up with Gary Sanchez. Would you have a problem trading Beltran to the Yankees, Cal? No, I wouldn't. I you know, this is this is good. Well, I'll get to this later on. What? No, say it. I, no, no, I'll, I'll get to it. I I got a spot for it. Uh I want I would have no problem trading Beltran to the Yankees. I want him to win. Oh, wow. That's an angle I didn't see coming. I just thought it was I who gives a rats. Like he's going to be a free agent anyway. Who cares? You want to see him win. I want to see him win. Now we're having a discussion about names that went away. That's fantastic. Pop Culture PJ has decided Gary went the way of Todd. It's very <laughs> true. I know a lot of Todds in their mid-30s. I don't know one 16-year-old Todd. I don't know a lot of 16-year-olds. That's not the point. Or like a baby named Ga- uh, Todd. A baby named Todd, right. Or Glenn. Cal, you came up with Glenn with two ends. With two ends. That's right. This distinction. Nobody does the Glenn and... and Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Um, so let's... So let's... Uh, I, I, you have something else for the, the Beltron thing. You'll do that later. I'll talk about it later. All right. Well, then you know what time it is. What time is it? Time for a fun Time for the fun love cap. Is it? What? Do you like how I added uh, like a fifth, like a major fifth harmony there just now? It grows and grows, and I love it. Every week, there's 36 new people singing on that track. Are you like flagging down people in Freehold to come into the studio and sing on that? Yes, the mailman is on that now. <laughs> He's very good. If you uh, just have a second, come on in. Say something into the mic. <laughs> yes, thank you for the catalog. What I need you to do is sing Fun Load. <laughs> and they do. Uh, uh, so listen, Peach, this is going to be easy. This is like a set it and forget it fun load, and I'll tell you why. 
Cal is all fired up about this topic. He's all yeah. fired up. So, Cal, why don't you yeah. go, go ahead. Have at it. What, um, PJ and okay. I will hang, uh, we'll hang back. You have at it. What? Uh, uh, you, you, you've stumped me. Am I being punked right now? <laughs> we were talking oh, about... Hold on a second, because then there's this. We're, we're not going to get to talk about Hope Solo tonight, are we? I got a game for you. <laughs> oh, good. What's that? <laughs> we're going to play a game called Who Said It? All right. Here's the rules. The rules are a poem. I'm going to read you something which someone must have said. That person may be living. That person may be dead. But all the quotes are baseball. I promise that is true. I'll tell you who said it. But why don't one of you? Because these four quotes... With one tiebreaker. One tiebreaker? Right. Holy cow. What happened? What just happened to our show? <laughs> I think it was taken over by Chuck Woolery. <laughs> Gene Rayburn just hijacked our show. That's right. Oh, oh, okay. Let's let's play. Then we're going to talk about Hope Solo, though. I swear. We're going to talk about that. This is good for you. This is good. But this does, this does sound like fun. This invigorates <laughs> the blood. Okay. How many questions? What is he, Merv Griffin? How many questions each do we get? There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be four quotes each. We'll go back and forth. In case okay. of a tie, there is in case of a tie, there is a tiebreaker. Is this what he was talking about by pulling the rug out from under us? I guess I I would say so. Yeah. He's even got music underneath the questions. <laughs> Spared no expense. Wow. Is yeah. that in the budget? <laughs> I am the budget. That's right. All right, let's have it then. All right, first question for Sand Pete. Sure. The quote is, the only thing worse than a Mets game is a Mets doubleheader. <laughs> Who said it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the only thing worse than a Mets game is a Mets doubleheader. Holy cow, that's uh, that's rough. Uh, is can I ask, living or dead? I think I know. <laughs> I think dead. Uh, let's go with. Uh, oh boy. Uh. Uh. How about Bob Murphy? I don't know. Casey Stengel. Casey Stengel. Wow. I was gonna say that. Hmm. I don't have the chance to steal. All right, steal. Uh, Tommy Lasorda. All right, no. Casey Stengel, sorry. Oh, dang. Okay. All right, o- over, to, over to Calvi. The hardest thing to do in baseball is to hit a round baseball with a round bat squarely. I think you know this one, actually. I feel like I might. Uh-huh. Ted Williams? You got a ding-a-ding-ding. Wow. No ding sound effect? Wow. Well, he used the budget on the on the bed underneath. <laughs> I blew it all on this song. 
The rights to this song are extremely expensive. <laughs> Obviously, you pissed it away on the prices I team with the rights to this song. <laughs> All right, let's have it. Back to back to San Pete. Baseball yep. is ninety percent mental; the other half is physical. Yogi Berra. Very good. Ding a ding. Ding a ding. One to one. Back I over to Calvi. Like, I, I sort of like your little sound, little ding a ding. Thank you. <laughs> All right, back back to Calvi. The only yeah. way I'm going to get a gold glove is with a can of spray paint. All right. I think you know this one, Cal. Ooh. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I I'm I don't know. Greg Luzinski. Do you want to try to steal, Steve? Uh, I'm gonna say John Cruck. Oh, sorry, Reggie Jackson. Ah, oh, Reggie Jackson. Reginald. All right. All right. Sorry. Uh, back back over to Steve. Just a few <laughs> That's fine. I'm enjoying this. Go on. Okay. People don't know this, but I helped the Cardinals win the pennant. I came down with hepatitis. The trainer injected me with it. Cal knows this one. He's busting over there ready to steal. I don't know if I know this. He's got his whole family over there ready to steal. <laughs> uh, Tim McCarver. Sorry, no. Calvi. Want to try? Uh... Was it... Gorman Thomas. Bob Euchre. Oh, uh, we should have known that. Terrible job by us. <laughs> All right, Cal, what do you got? Back over to Calvi. Okay. Walk through hell in a gasoline suit to play baseball. I wish I said that. Is that Pete Rose? That is Pete Rose. Ding, ding, ding. He's killing me. He's killing me. It's 2-1. How am I killing you? <laughs> You're smoking <laughs> me like a, like a mozzarella. <laughs> Do, are right, there any more? Do I get one more? Yeah, yeah. All right, Steve, let's have it. Steve's last question. Oh, boy. I need it. You gotta believe. Tough raw. That's, really? That's my question? Think the, check, the check is in the mail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Calvi cries foul. All right, well, Calvi could, could put it all away with this one. Your, fi- your final quote. Now, if you get this wrong, it's a tie. Right. And there's a tiebreaker out. There is. Oh, there is. Uh, th- and the tiebreaker will be a race, by the way. <laughs> a physical race? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a fight. You may have to actually fight. <laughs> For Calvi, uh, we have, I don't know. I never smoked any AstroTurf. Oh, man. I know this one. Oh, boy, I can... Ah, uh, boy, Cal, you're going to kick yourself. You know it? Yep. Wow, the music ended perfectly, too. The needle skidded off the record there. <laughs> Is it Keith Hernandez? Oh, Cal. <laughs> it's a trick question. He tricked you. How did he trick me? It's Tug McGraw. It's Tug McGraw again. It is Tug McGraw. Tug mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You see what I did there? You see what yeah. I did? Wow, tricky. Here's uh, here's the tiebreaker. Who said this? Whoever shouts this first. The nightmares are that you're going to let the winning run score on a ground ball. Thank you. (laughs) Cal, you know that one, right? I know that one. Yeah. 
All right, good. Well done. Well done. That was fun. Hey. Scream, 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 scream. That was excellent. And you completely surprised us. <laughs> I would well, not. You know what? I would. You guys, you guys, you guys do better when you don't know what the hell I'm doing. This is true. <laughs> That was. I wouldn't be as if I woke up with my head stapled to the floor. I wouldn't be as. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peach, Peach, before I do, I do want to talk about uh, Hope Solo and the World Cup soccer thing. And, and here's all I want to talk about. We have like a couple of minutes, but uh, we need a. We do need a name for that game show. We gotta think of something. I don't care if we call it like Hogwarts or whatever. We just need a name for it. Doesn't have no. a, doesn't have to do anything have to have anything to do with the actual questioning. The, Let's the, just, the game show that we just did. Yeah, so like we could call it like. So oh, I wanted to call time. it. I wanted to call it. Who said it? Because we, you know, we could have a million editions of Who said it. Well, Who said it's a little on the nose, isn't it? I mean, how about this? I will let's fight you in the streets of Brooklyn. How about that? <laughs> That's, let's play a round of I will fight you in the streets. <laughs> I like uh, it. Here's, right. here's, here's the thing, guys. Real quick on this Hope Solo thing. We were talking about it with the Women's World Cup and all this jazz. Okay? This is what's driving me crazy, and then you guys can tell me I'm crazy pants. All right? All we heard was, uh, or I heard a lot of Hope Solo, the goaltender for the U.S. Women's uh, National Team in the World Cup, being described as overrated, especially when they lost in the finals game to China, right? Japan. Japan. Sorry, thank you. That's, that's all I heard. She's overrated. She's overrated. And it's always followed by, she's not that hot. Yeah, she's totally overrated. She's not that hot. She's not that attractive. And, and it, it didn't drive me crazy or anything like that. I'm just wondering how, in this day and age... That is still a thing. Like, Derek Jeter has been described as overrated and, and was voted the most overrated player in Sports Illustrated, in baseball, got a 3,000 hit. He's totally overrated. Totally. Nobody was like, yeah, he's totally not good looking. You know, he's, he's like, or, you know, Jeter's totally not hot anymore. Like, I just don't understand why it's... I do understand why it's still there. I mean, the... the the professional women's soccer league in the United States is selling sex. I get that. I get that sex sells. I just sort of wish that it wasn't there as much in sports. You know what I mean? That if you want to talk about her being overrated or underrated or whatever, it's it's because she's a great goalie or she had a bad game or, you know, something to that effect. You know what I mean? It's like, what's the old saying? And it, it, it Cal, you said it. It lends to, like, sports talk radio. Yeah, but but let's let's be honest. Who really knows whether or not she is overrated as a goaltender? You know, the the layperson that's just tuning into the World Cup doesn't really know that. You know? Yeah, I'm 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 not def- I'm not defending it. I I yeah. see your point and and, and, I'm, and you're I'm right. I'm not teaching anybody for saying it. I mean, right. I understand why people say it, but the first you said it the other day with uh you know, Joe and Evan here in New York on WFAN. When you know what did what did Evan say? Evan, uh, like, how about that Hope Solo? Right. You know, I mean, Evan, they talk, yeah. 
And Beningo, the first words out of Beningo is like, she's pretty attractive. Yeah, that's kind of the, yeah. And he was talking about how well she played in the game, and now she had like nine saves or something like that. And the, the, the first instinct with a female athlete is to say whether she's attractive or not. It's like the female singer in a band. Right. You know, like she's band hot. <laughs> you know? If you saw her on the street, you wouldn't think she's attractive, but she's uh, an athlete. So, that, you know, like Jenny Finch. You know, they always said that about Jenny Finch, right, the, the women's softball player. Yes. Who was a fantastic pitcher. She's ridiculous. She won, like, 27 straight games or something in college. I mean, she's ridiculous. But that's not why she's, she's famous. No. And, and, and I, I'm wondering why that continues. I mean, I guess I know why. I guess the naive part of me just wishes that, like, it because didn't... we're unevolved. Thank you. I, I mean, All I right. guess. But I mean, sports is so unevolved to begin with. Like, can't can't sports just have one thing where they're slightly evolved? Because there is an, a whole other qualification available to you. There's, there's like, it's the one place where you don't have to worry about if she's attractive or not. You can actually say she's great and she could not be attractive. Right. Well, I think you know, uh, female athleticism is dismissed as, as, as sort of a societal norm. And, and, exactly. And I agree with that. to make up for it, we accept the ones that are attractive. Yeah, we'll give them a shot. Right. Like, what's the most indelible image from U- U.S. women's soccer over the last 20 years? Taking off the shirts. It's Brandy Chastain taking off her shirt after she scores the winning goal. You know it. Do a shot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and this is what I'm saying. Like, Brandy Chastain, who, uh, attractive, unattractive, doesn't really make a difference. But Brandy Chastain, had she not celebrated in that manner, I bet you they would have had Mia Hamm on Letterman. And it wouldn't surprise me if she wouldn't have been the broadcaster of this year's World Cup on ESPN. Yeah, exactly. Her chops or not or whatever. I, I It just seemed to me that over the last week with this Hope Solo thing, and it doesn't hurt that she has a magnificent name. Well, it's just a stage name. One of the, right. That's a stage name? Yeah. Yeah. That's not her real name. She's Han Solo. This is my wife, Hope. Thanks. <laughs> the Solos. They were over at the Chewbacca tonight having dinner. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, PJ, turning into a 12-year-old in 1987. <laughs> she must be Han Solo's girlfriend. I wonder if she knows Boba Fett and Mrs. Fett. Run um, with it, baby. Yeah, I just Find did. that for gold. Go for yeah, it. I, I just ran square into a wall. Cal, seriously, though, we had a discussion about this. Uh, Dr. E. Ray, today we were talking about it a little bit, and he made the great point that, like, if it gets attention for the sport and if it gets attention for the team and it gets people excited about watching women's soccer, what's the harm? You know, where's the harm that she's also attractive and that's why she's on Jimmy Fallon and that's why she's on Letterman and stuff like that. Well, he brought up the, he brought up a very good point. They would not be having her on they're not they don't have her on these shows to talk about her her goaltending technique. Right. You know, and I get that, and that's a fair point. They have her on these shows because she's achieved national prominence. She's the goaltender for the U.S. team going for the World Cup, and she's attractive. Right. 
So she's sort of what they would call – see, but why is that still an anomaly? Why can't she have athletic prowess and achieve – like Danica Patrick? Why can't we get more hot girls to play sports? That's <laughs> – How about that? Good night, everybody. Thanks. Well, don't you also don't get me started on Danica Patrick and the word athlete. I want to get you started on. I just did. No, I just did it. Be nice. I just did it. Pays a lot of my bills. That lady, watch out. Cal Stradamus. I just. I even gave you an intro. Let's have it. Do we? Are we in agreement that race car drivers are athletes? Oh, you're endurance sport. You're getting meta right there. That's where I'm that's going. Endurance, with this. that's reflexes. Could you can easy. I think it's a sport. It's a sport? Absolutely. Okay. To drive a car at two hundred miles an hour with is a sport? With with thirty seven other cars there? You don't think it takes the same sort of reflexes that hitting a baseball does? I think it takes different acts like that. But it takes reflexes <laughs> from less, right? It's not going to wall bounce. You know, <laughs> jumping in the car and going to C V S. That's true. Not anybody can do it. Um, you're right. Even I can't go to Walmart. It's a it's a different <laughs> kind of. They don't let you in Walbaums anymore. I thought. Not not since that thing. Not since the peach incident. Um, it's a different kind of athleticism for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know if I call it a sport. Right, but I think it takes a great deal of athleticism to be a race car driver. Okay. I don't know if I called like the point series a sport, the uh, Winston Cup, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, sport. I don't think I don't think it's that anymore. I think it's just it's never been a sport to me. And we're you know if if we had tons of listeners in the Midwest and the South, we've lost them. But I think, I think the problem I've always had is that it's so reliant on a machine. Right. The competi- like if your car is faster, you can win. You know, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the, the the actual competition aspect of it is not necessarily related to. So if athlete. someone's crafty enough to bring a rocket car, that's correct. They'll do all right. That's correct. <laughs> but Danica Patrick, getting back to the initial point is put on in a, on a pedestal because she's attractive. She's never won anything. No. You know. Neither did um go ahead say it. Uh, Anna Kornikova. Correct. Never won. I mean never even came close. No, not even close. I don't think she was ever even in a final. In a no. grand slam. No, I think she was lucky to be invited into those tournaments. Right. Half well, the time. Again. You know, was she yeah, over She had a pretty successful uh, doubles career. Did she? <laughs> Okay, A, why do you know that? Yeah. And B, and B, I mean... It's where I work. It's for the, it, that's just because of where I work. A, and B. I did not even hit the button. Um, but, but you're not supposed to know things like, well, she had a successful doubles career. Did she, though? Now I want to know. Pretty good, pretty good. He ain't lying. Look, uh, you guys, uh, PJ, you're sort of the sports fan, non-sports fan. Did you follow the world, the women's World Cup at all? Didn't even 
know it was on. Great. Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Cal, you, you, I know you followed it a little bit or whatever. Do you think that that social media actually makes this worse? Like uh, Dr. E was saying, like the the biggest trending thing on Twitter was, you know, Hope Solo's boyfriend or whatever. When you say, well, well, when you say worse, what do you, what do you mean by worse? Do you think it, it, it perpetuates the notion that like, you can sort of, anybody can sort of say anything about a female athlete. And like, that's where, that's the first place I saw the Hope Solo is under or is overrated. And then two tweets later, it was like, yeah, she's not that hot. You know, that was the first place I saw it. It wasn't out of right. like a legitimate uh, reporting venue. Just because well, I, th- I think has something to say doesn't mean that it's uh, the prevailing uh, the prevailing news. No, but it was the top trending uh, search top. on Twitter. Was that she's not that hot? Was that yeah? It was or Hope Solo's boyfriend? You know, like I don't know. It it, it ruffled my feathers today, fellas. That's all I'm saying. I know. And I was surprised by that. <laughs> Why? Do I look like a Neanderthal? No, not ne- not necessarily. Um, I think I think it just you know, I think it is what it is. I think you're right. Social media does perpetuate it. An argument I think can be it's made whether that there wasn't much story there. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot of story there. No. And she's going to go away after 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 today or tomorrow. You're not going to hear from her again. No. Well, she's almost thirty, isn't she? <laughs> wow. Who stays hot after thirty? And you have just alienated any woman who ever possibly listened to this show. Yikes. The women love me. <laughs> do they? Do they really? <laughs> Cal, one last. Call, it is called the Winnie the Pooh factor. Look it up. They, uh, That's true. I buy that. Do we have another nickname for PJ now? Pooh? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? The Bishop Pop Culture PJ Pooh? PJ the Pooh? PJ the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, PJ the Pooh works good. He's a little black cloud, you see. <laughs> um, What's your last... You had a final thing, didn't you? Me? Yeah. I was going to ask you a final... I was going to ask you a final question. Oh, yeah. And that uh, On this topic. And that is, do you think that... There is a – this is just a, like a general question, but do you think that there is a place for popular women's sports? Like we've seen the WNBA has not done well, and you know I saw a great story about a women's football league, which was interesting uh, to say the least. Do you think that there's a major sport out there that could be successful for women in this country? And if so, is it soccer? Are you talking about other than tennis? Yeah, I, I'm talking team sport. Team sport? Uh, well, it looks like, I mean, the WNBA has been around for a long time now. Um, somehow. That has, um, that's had legs, so. <laughs> Ooh. That's a terrible pun, Cal. <laughs> Would you say the WNBA has gams? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I wasn't even trying to Can't. use a pun. It just kind of happened. Well, uh, wow, that's the end of that. That's the end of that. <laughs> Jump on uh, that one, don't you? That is all the time we have this evening. I, uh, I, I think how maybe soccer has a chance to be a big time sport. Soccer could. 
Yeah, I think as far as women's sports go, um, because the men's is certainly not a big time sport, and I, uh, although everybody tells me it's gaining, it's gaining on hockey. I'll believe that when I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's all the time we have, fellas. I uh, want to thank our buddy uh, Ferb for checking in, giving us the Pirates 411. Wow, did I just say that? You did. Who's that guy singing? He's got a brilliant voice. Golden. Like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it does sound like Winnie the Pooh. PJ, thanks for uh, producing. We'll see you next week, Pally. That's it? Good, good, final, good final thought. Thanks. Well, He's not the uh, best um, color man in the business for nothing. <laughs> absolutely true. Actually, uh, uh, I, I, won't, I won't be around next week. Where are you going to be? I'm looking at my calendar. I'm, I'm going to be uh, on, on the outer banks of North Carolina. And, and they don't they don't have the internet there? Wow. <laughs> I think only in the inner banks they have it. They have they have Scotch. Oh, cow. I, may, I may be uh, incapacitated. Uh, we'll okay, see. so we'll we'll talk to you in two weeks. I may show up and uh, and rip the rug out again. We'll see. <laughs> Excellent. Well thank you for ripping the rug out tonight. That was really fun. Sure. Alright, Pally. Uh Cal final unload. My final unload is dedicated to Mr. Carlos Beltran. By the time we talk next week, he could be gone. He's certainly playing his last game at City Field this week. I want to thank him for seven years. He's been underappreciated, and he will go down as one of the best Mets to ever wear the uniform. Thank you, Carlos, and I hope you find much success in your next uh, destination. All right, and my final unload is just uh, to all the ladies out there, uh, all the lady athletes. Uh, I got fired up about this today. I'm not quite sure why. I wasn't uh, extraordinarily passionate about it, but it just uh, it sort of rubs me the wrong way that you can't say a female athlete's overrated without somebody saying, no, dude, she's totally hot, or some such version of that. So I want to say that Derek Jeter is overrated and has never been even remotely as good-looking as people have given him credit for. And just because he's been with a lot of hot girls does not make him a good-looking guy. He's actually got sort of a square head and has always had a $2 bad haircut. So I want to say that Derek Jeter is overrated and is not hot. That's all we have. Cal, anything to add to that? I got nothing. <laughs> Probably for the best. Uh, check out our website, www.rtusports.com, and uh, check us out next week. Check out the podcast on blogtalkradio.com, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk NFL, hopefully out of the lockout, more baseball, uh, more scotch, more women, more wine, kill another pig. Good night, Cal. Good night.